Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there and welcome to The Last Show on Earth. I'm John Owen-Jones. And I'm Alistair Brammer and you're listening to the podcast where each episode we ask our guest the enormously important question that nobody ever needed to ask. If there was a huge asteroid hurtling towards Earth, threatening to destroy life as we know it, and you could see one more show before you die, what would it be? It can be anything you want. A show you've seen before, one that you wish you'd seen, or something that you've made up entirely. In fact, it doesn't even have to be a show. It can be anything you want. Now, our guest this episode is a drunk, a French king, and a Viking. His name is George Blagden. Yeah, not literally. John is referring to some of the characters George has played. Yeah, sure, if you say so. He's played the role of Grantaire, the lovable, drunk revolutionary in Les Miserables, the movie. I played that in the stage version, by the way. He's played the lead role of King Louis VI in The Brilliant Versailles, and maybe most notably Athelstan in the excellent History Channel series Vikings. He also appeared in Black Mirror, which is a very cool credit to have, as well as a great many other film and TV roles. Yes, indeed. He's also had a successful London stage career in plays like Platinum, Tartuffe and, most recently, the highly acclaimed gender-swapped production of Musical Company, directed by Marianne Elliott and co-starring a myriad of musical theatre names including Johnny Bailey and, of course, Patti Lapone. Never heard of her. We spoke to George as he gears up to start rehearsals in November for White Christmas at the Sheffield Crucible, so we are thrilled that he managed to find time between that and his recording of audiobooks to speak to us about his last show choice. And it's a choice that I think may divide interest. We love it because we're fans of what it's based on. Oh, 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 don't spoil it, don't spoil it, don't say any more. Let's just listen to him tell us all about it. I am a gog, I am a ghast about the show he's chosen to see last. It's the lovely George Plagdon. Plagdon. <laughs> I remember when I auditioned for the show, in the audition room, none of the creative team could tell me A, what the song was about, or B, what they wanted to do with it. And I thought, that's a little bit concerning. On here we ask a question nobody dared to ask. If you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! My name is John. My name is Al. Been friends a long time past. We want to know what show you'd see. If you knew it was to be your last, what is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! What is your last show? This is the last show on Earth! Welcome to the last show on Earth, Mr. George Blackton! Hooray! How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? You look very handsome today. That's very kind of you. Um, I've got to say, he was looking at me. He was looking <laughs> at me in the morning. <laughs> no, 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 no I, that, I, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't tell, actually. But... Yeah, George, we've never met, have we? We haven't. John, and no. I'm thrilled to meet you. Oh, I'm thrilled to meet you too. Most recently saw you in Bake Off. 
Did you? I thought you were absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Oh, wait, because your wife, Laura, came to see that. I know that. Were you there then? Yep, I went to see it with her. We loved it. Honestly, it was great like, fun, wasn't it? So good. Yeah. Yeah, you're so good as him. It was absurd, Thank wasn't you. it? I mean, I, do you know what? It was one of the highlights of my career, that entrance I had, where I just had to walk on and stand there, Brilliant. whilst everyone gasped at the fact I looked a bit like Paul Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It was glorious. On the yeah, last, on the very last show, it, it went on for like five minutes, the applause. Oh, my God. And I just took great joy in just, all I had to do was shift my weight and I got a laugh. It was oh. amazing. It sounds like that famous video of Michael Jackson when he just pops up and stands still and then slowly takes off his sunglasses. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to say, that's the first time I've ever been likened to Michael Jackson. <laughs> and hopefully the last. <laughs> hopefully the last. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it, you know, outside of the courts, that's the first time I've been likened to him. <laughs> um, so, anyway, welcome to the podcast, George. Thank it's you. It's very nice to meet you. Thanks very much for having me. I you. saw you in company. Yes, so did I. Uh, and, of course, the Les Mis film, but we'll talk about them, I'm sure. I was very jealous when I, when I saw that production. I was like, oh, my God, what a thing. What, of company? Yeah, yeah, it was glorious, wasn't it? Absolutely amazing direction. And it what a cast. Very, very fun. What a cast. Yeah. What was it like, George, being the weak link? <laughs> it, it, it was, no, well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. you're not kidding. Honestly, I, I like because it was my first musical, like my first really? professional. Wow. Yeah, uh, you were sensational. Judges, judges, winding you up. Yeah, no, everybody um, was sensational. But uh, it was a, ama- it was this amazing ensemble cast, and I didn't kind of realise until we got in the rehearsal room, and I really should have done. Laura kind of slapped me. I was going to say on the back of the hand, but I could have made that anything, couldn't I? Just like around the face. <laughs> yeah. um, for not knowing that basically everyone in the room was kind of a... Big deal, A leading yeah. light of the West End. Yeah, um, I know. And, uh, and Was Laura in it with you then? Was she... No, Laura did some of the workshops. Um, ah, then they and... went with a different ginger. They went with a different <laughs> ginger, yeah. No, 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 Laura never did the um, the Bobby role. I think when she did a workshop, she she played one of the... This is Laura Pitt-Pulford, by the way, anyone. Um, yes. George is married to West End leading lady Laura Pitt-Pulford, who's just finished her run in Aspects of Love. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and to glorious reviews as well. She had amazing notices for that, didn't she? She did, yeah. yeah she's, um, yeah. I'm just basically trying to keep up with her. She's... Yeah, phenomenal. we all are, to be honest, mate. Uh, fan first, husband second. <laughs> No, she's amazing. I saw Laura when I was at drama school, second year at drama school, I went to a production of Parade at Southwark Playhouse. I remember we like half of our year went and um, I remember coming out of it and all of us, some of us were into musical theatre and the ones that were were like, that is how you do musical theatre. I remember coming out Aww. of it and being like, that is what I want to do. I want to do stuff like I've just seen her do. That's so well, nice. Completely forgot about her. And then six years later, did a job with her and met her. And I spent the first week being like, where have I, where have I seen this woman before? <laughs> That's I'm... really funny. At the beginning of that story, I thought it was going to border on creepy and stalky. But no, it, no, actually I mean, wasn't. it totally is. And then I married her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you well, married her. Congratulations. <laughs> what was the job that you did with her? It was a play at the Hampstead Theatre called Platinum. Which did involve a bit of singing and guitar playing. Oh right, okay. Which uh, I saw a Terry Johnson play there. It's a great space, lovely space. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm, yes, we were downstairs. <laughs> ah, What's that? Is that right. like a is that like a little studio? 
it's like it's just, it's a yeah. studio theater underneath the great space but i have to say though i have to say though I, I, like you look at places like the park theater there's 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 the park 200 which is the main house and then there's this little 90 seat theater underneath and i've seen some of the best things i've ever seen in those places i think they're so yeah. cool because they're experimental and they they just put on stuff that you would never get to see in the larger space yeah, yeah and you can't you can't hide as an actor either i remember no. i went to see a play at the bush theater and it was all about like plastic surgery and stuff and uh, a guy completely took his kit off I can't remember anything about the play, <laughs> anything about the other actors. All I can remember is the visual of that bloke's cock and ball set. Set? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because you don't want it to be that. But yeah. just it, most of the time it is, isn't it? It I, just completely yeah. takes over anything that you're watching on TV or in theatre. Like, totally. You just yeah, think, like, with it. unless yeah. it's really part of the narrative and necessary... Well, um, even Equus, you know, with um, Harry Potter, what's his name? Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. I mean, because he got his bits out for that, didn't he? And because everybody was talking about that. I did um, I did hair, didn't I? I did I did the, a little European tour of hair where we all stripped down at the end of Act One. Oh, wow. And that's a moment because everyone does it. Yeah. And it's to say, look, we're all the same. Look, uh-huh. you know. So that's kind of, you sort of go, right, I understand why that was done politically. But yes. Yeah, was the so entire often... French row filled with kind of middle-aged men in trench coats. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's really funny, right? There was, there was like, there was pictures, it was a dodgy production and there was this person, this photographer in inverted commas, just a guy with a camera who knew the guy. And he was taking pictures oh, and he God. took one image of that final image, right? And you had to zoom in and I'm not exaggerating when I say <laughs> that my penis was a single pixel. <laughs> in, that, in that photograph no like a little square just a little square like, yeah you sort of think oh well you know maybe in theatre like maybe that's you know as opposed to like a massive close up maybe I yeah I would be brave enough to like get it all out and but yeah. th- then of course like people have got there's cell phones a, there's, a, there's, there's a photo, photo. Yeah. there's a photo but um, you yeah. didn't get your willy out as PJ in company you just sang that wonderful song one of my favourite theatre songs Another Hundred People well Thank you for saying that. Um, I don't know what I can say about people on this, so I'm just going to say whatever I want to. Is that okay? But I mean, yeah. I, I just might ne- never get hired again, but um, that's fine. <laughs> I, no, that song, I, um, I remember when I auditioned for the show, um, in the audition room, none of the creative team could tell me, A, what the song was about, or B, what they wanted to do with it. And I oh, thought, wow. that's a little bit concerning. Mm. And then when we got in the rehearsal room, the same thing. Like, I I tried to, I guess, like, you know, not having done loads of musicals and maybe coming from more of like a, you know, let's sit around and talk about the text for two weeks and really yeah. investigate. Mm. I, I I started doing that in week one and being like, yeah, but what yeah. does this mean? And every, like Joel, lovely Joel from our musical director in front of the whole company just was like, George, I've got two words for you. Concept musical. And then that was it. We never talked about the song again. So I I shit you not. I still, to this day, six month run, I went out every night and didn't really know what I was doing. Um, (laughs) That's amazing. For that song. No, but you you know, as an actor, you try and like think, okay, well, how do I make these three repeated verses different? And like, you know, but essentially it was like a sort of montage y soundscape thing. About New York, yeah. Yeah. That you're sort of having to accompany, like a kind of lift yeah. music yeah it was it's all very much it's just vignettes isn't it company it's not a through story yeah. 
And that's it. That's its main drawback because this, the design and the direction and the performances were all brilliant. No, totally. It's like an observational piece. Yeah, 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 and makes you think a lot about like you know marriage and relationships. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's got not, some of the best lyrics, hasn't it? It's clever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, just yeah. I mean, yeah. I was so lucky to like you know so many people I've met <laughs> since. Like, oh, that was your first musical, was it? Oh. I know that it's funny that you say that you didn't know, know what it meant. For me, it's, I, I mean, I disagree as a viewer. When I watched you do that song, I felt like it was so needed at that point in the show. Yeah. Well, it's just because like, it's up-tempo. It's, 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 you know what? Yes, it's up-tempo. It injects energy. But you get introduced to this this character who you played really beautifully, this kind of lackadaisical kind of dude, you know. It's really, really fun. And I just remember thinking... God, that was a nice time to do that. It's sort of like it was an unexpected thing, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's akin to when, I don't know if you've, if you've seen Girl from the North Country. I have, no. Oh, well, there's a bit in that where Jack Shalhoub's character randomly sings um, uh, this this song that you would never expect him to sing. And it's it sort of lifted the whole thing. I, I felt like that's what that song did for that show. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, from the outside. Yeah. So yeah. you're basically saying, Alistair, he was better than everyone else. Yeah, in okay. a way, that's what, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Including this... Patty Lupone, who couldn't even be bothered to get up for a number. I know, she just sat on a just chair. just sat on a so... stool. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies who <Sure>. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we should really get on with the ten questions now, because... Right. Uh, you know, what we do now, we, we ask you ten questions about your life and career, so it's a way of just you know, getting a potted version of you. So our listeners get to know you very quickly as opposed to talking to you for four hours. Right. Now, we've had one person get all ten right. Most people don't. Oh, sorry, you're asking me questions. You're testing me. Yes. I'm going to be yes. terrible at this. Oh, no. It's a quiz for you. Oh, my God. Wow. About yourself. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Here we go, then. Ask ten questions. This is Ask Ten Questions. Bum, bum, bum. You played Athelstan in series The Vikings from 2013 to 2016. But how many episodes did you appear in? Um, uh, 26. 30, according to IMDb. <sighs> okay. You played Louis Fourteenth, correct? 14th? Yeah. Yeah. In hugely successful series Versailles. In how many episodes? 30. 30. <laughs> Question three. How old were you when you married West End leading lady Laura Pitt Pulford? 29. Well, you, you weren't 30. No, I was 29. Oh, I thought it was 30. Oh, I was definitely 29. That's ruined the gag, isn't it? Oh, it hasn't, no, it hasn't. It's, oh, it's fine. It's... Question number four. According to IMDb, you're executive producer on an exciting up-and-coming project called 29 Miles to Epsom. What number comes after 29? <laughs> 30. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. In 2012, in Wrath of the Titans, you played the pivotal role of Soldier 1. But who played Soldier 2? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I, I pass. Killian Burke. <laughs> I was also not in the film. Oh, oh really? Not completely cut. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm keeping it on my CV, though, so... Yeah, Absolutely. well done for bringing up that old sore wound, Alistair. <laughs> we'll, edit that, we'll edit that out. Question number six. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm definitely Soldier One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question number six. You played the role of Damis in the 2018 West End production of Tartuffe at the Theatre Royal Haymarket. Damis is an anagram of what mythical king who could famously turn everything he touched into gold? Midas. Correct. That's a good question, isn't it? Very good. I love that. Very Alex Abramo. You starred you start in Black Mirror episodes, <laughs> Hang the DJ, which, by the way, definitely one of the top three episodes ever, right? It's a good one. Oh, 
It is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the only one I've not seen, weirdly. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. Mate, yeah, it's I've the best. Got, like, there's like three of them I haven't seen, and that's one of them. It's a really good episode. It's probably because it was... I'll, I'll check it up. Yeah. It appeals to young people. Uh, your character... In... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers, no worries. Your character annoyed Georgina Campbell's character by doing what? <laughs> yeah, after a drink, yeah. But also in, in, in an amazing scene. A non-vocal answer, incredible. In an amazing scene where you're performing oral sex on her character and you go, ah, under the duvet. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. Very funny. Okay, question number eight. You played Simon in play Platinum at the Hampstead Theatre. Name another disciple. Uh, Benjamin. No. <laughs> No, that's that's, that's Joseph and the amazing technical dream cut. <laughs> you could have had Mark, Luke, John. You I know. get a mark for making it musical theatre related. Sure. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Sure, sure, maybe we'll see. <laughs> question, question, number, <laughs> question number nine. You starred in the 2014 horror movie alongside Jack Fox, uh, Blood Moon. Name another of the Fox acting dynasty. Lawrence. Fred, yes, Lawrence. Amelia. Correct. No comment. <laughs> A bonus question. What was the name of the play starring Jack and his father James that you very kindly invited me to the opening of in 2015? Oh. Dear Lupin. Ah! Very good, very good. And tenth and final question, finally. You were in the incredible 2018 revival of Stephen Sondheim's Company in London. Complete this lyric from your song, Another Hundred People. Another hundred people just got off the train and came up to the ground. While another people just got off the bus and are looking around. Another people just got off the train that are looking at us. I got off the train and playing the bus maybe yesterday. It's a city of strangers. Some come to work. Some to play a city of strangers. Some come to stay and some stay in every day. They want to stay. Can find each other in the crowded streets in the garden parks by the rusty fans in the dusty streets of the banner parks. And walk together past the post with the creepy marks. And they meet a party with friends and friends they never know. We pick them up. We meet there and let it go. Get messages looking vague. So it doesn't matter. Call you in the morning or something. So explain another people got off the train. Another people got off the train. And another hundred people got off the train. Another hundred people got off the train. Another hundred people got off of the train. Correct. Well done. Well done. Lucky guess. Lucky guess. <laughs> Is that? that I, do you know what? I stopped taking count because I was enjoying that so much. I actually stopped taking count. How many did he get? 17. I don't know, six or something. <laughs> well, there was definitely one wrong, wasn't there? But uh, definitely one wrong. one wrong. Yeah, there definitely was one wrong. <laughs> definitely one wrong. I reckon um, something like seven. I love that game. That's a great game. Yeah, cheers. Well done, guys. Uh, Joe, frankly, it's a lot of bollocks, though, isn't it, frankly? <laughs> no, it's good. It's good bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about um, Sheffield. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, White Christmas, yeah. I am so overexcited. I mean, like... Like a child at Christmas. No, I, I sincerely, I... <laughs> yeah, because... You know, the lamest film and, you know, company, one song, one scene. Um, to be able to, like, do this. I'm just so excited. I'm, I'm really over Yeah, downstage centre, proper lead, yeah. So tell, tell us, uh, it's it's White Christmas. White Christmas. And you're playing the Bing Crosby role. I'm playing the Bing Crosby role. And who's playing the... No, what's his name? Our good friend, isn't it, George? What's the other guy? He's called Stuart Neal, and me and Al did the lamest film with him. We did. Right, okay. And who's playing the girl? Um, Grace Muat. I... Oh, yeah, I know Grace. She was in Bake Off with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. playing... And Natasha Mould is playing opposite Stuart. 
She's a phenomenal dancer, and apparently there's going to be like proper dancing vibes. Oh, amazing! Are you going to do some dancing? I, I would love to. I, 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 um, I had to go for a one-on-one dance audition at Pineapple Dance Studios. Um, God. And uh, I told the choreographer Alistair David that it was like a virgin experience day. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like a competition winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? You know, like, who gets the chance to do that? Like a one-on-one hour session with a West End choreographer. I, I just say I was a pig and shit. It's my worst nightmare. I've got to tell you. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I loved it, but I, I, I'm weirdly not doing any dance in the show after that. So really, <laughs> no. well, that says it all, doesn't it? I will be doing some, but Stuart's doing like proper tap and stuff, and yeah. That's amazing. I had to do some weirdly when I was prepping for Miss Saigon. I was because I was in Warhorse playing a teenager, like all hunched over. They sent me to Lynn Jezard, who's the head of ballet over at Phantom. You'll know her. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had to go into the. I had to go in once, uh, twice a week for like three months to just do ballet and it, just to improve my posture. It was amazing. Right. Yeah. What a yeah. gift. She was. She was in the original cast. Yeah. Was she? Madame. Yeah. She was absolutely lovely, Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really nice lady. So. Tell us the dates of it. When's it on? Um, tell us a bit more about it. God, sell really... us, sell us the show. I really sell us the show. Should have re- researched this. Saturday the 9th of December until Saturday the thirteenth of January. Alistair knows. Ninth oh, yeah. of December yeah. till the thirteenth of January, which at is... the Sheffield Crucible. What a gift! Crucible. Yeah, yeah. So just in time for the snooker. Just in time for the snooker. Do you agree with this statement I'm about to make? It's absolutely pointless doing a Christmas show in January. I, I was just about to say, I've not really <laughs> talked about this with anyone, I, but why are we why are we doing a Christmas show yeah, in the second weird, week of January? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, uh, people have booked. Like, yeah. Lots yeah. of tickets have sold in the yeah. first couple of weeks. They're still in the festive spirit. Don't be such a Scrooge, John. <laughs> oh, yeah, apt. Very apt choice of it'll be around your. It, it'll be around your birthday, won't it? Isn't your birthday around then? As well, you'll be in Sheffield for your birthday. Yes, mine. I was like, oh, it's John's birthday in December. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, my, my birthday's on the 28th. Yeah, so I oh, think really? I've got a two-show day on my birthday. Oh, no! We had a two-show day on my birthday for Bake Off. Did you? And in the matinee, um, there were 200 people in the audience. That's a bad It birthday, was horrendous. Yeah. And it had sold fairly well, but we had the odd show when nobody was coming. And I remember the same day, Oklahoma was next door to us, and they had like 60 people in the audience. God, so weird. It wow. was just one of those days, yeah. It was so depressing. Yeah. But, oh, you know, yeah. it was Bake Off, so I had loads of cakes. Yeah. Which I now can't eat enough. because I've been diagnosed as a celiac. Oh. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, White Christmas, White Sheffield. Christmas. Have you got anything Sheffield. lined up after that? Uh, no, not currently. Um, Keeping it open, nice. Yeah. The Abyss. <laughs> no. The Abyss. Um, the Abyss. I see that you're currently sat in your special recording studio at your house. You do a lot of audio books these days, don't you? I do. I got into audiobooks like the year before the pandemic, which was very handy. And um, yeah, I do kind of radio adverts and things in here and um, audiobooks and yeah. Who's your who's your voiceover agent? Yeah. Uh, they're called Be Heard Voices. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, they're fabulous. Um, I think voices um, really like I've never been able to do any commercials, really. Like I said, I've done a couple of radio adverts in the shed, but they're always really, can we find the most boring neutral voice possible? Right. George is free in his shed. Yeah. Uh, like, well, you've got, a, you've got that sort of well-spoken, but just, just about not posh, you know? Thank you. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is nice. That's what you want, isn't it? I'll take that. Trustworthy. It's a backhanded compliment, but you'll take it, yeah. And the older you get, you discover, like, what you're good at, don't you? And I think my voice, like, audiobooks 
makes sense. Um, yeah, neutral. I can read words in the right order, <laughs> and yeah. I I have a voice that is not grating over eight and a half hours apparently. Then, so you don't have a director with you then? You just do oh, it no. on your own. So they let you do it on your Honestly, own. It is literally like a one man show. And the, here's the thing: the, wow. the publishers and producers send you into a studio, or here they give you a set. Well, here I do them off my own steam, actually. But usually, ninety percent of the ones I do, you go into Soho and you go into a studio, and they give you a set amount of time. And the time that they give you is like <clears throat> we're pushing the red button at ten a.m. and you read. Yeah. And if you're making more than one or two errors per page, you start getting like eye rolls from the other side of the glass of the studio. God. So you're essentially sight reading a, a book, and you know. I'm doing a series of books at the moment, which always have, they're like murder mysteries, and they always have like 50 characters in. Um, Are you doing different voices for yeah, each one? Yeah, oh, I do Christ. all the different voices, they've got different accents. I do, I'm doing a series for Jeffrey Archer. Oh, wow. And Jeffrey sends like a cheat sheet of accents that he wants, and he like the first book <laughs> that I did for him, he sent the cheat sheet through, and he had three different police officers from three specific areas of Glasgow. Oh, wow, Jesus. and I was, <laughs> I can, I can, I can barely do a Scottish accent. But you know, when you're okay, like, well, this is the one. <laughs> yeah, awful. Like, and I color code all the characters so that as you're sight reading, you know, oh, I'm coming up to like light blue, which is such and such character. But it's it's so. Hmm. I come out of the studio at the end of a day, and Laura is like, "Are you?" Okay, you've like, got hollowed eyes. Like, imagine locking yeah. yourself in a cupboard for eight hours and then cupboard. that pressure. Of just... I did the Les Mis audiobook. I did. Oh, wow. So they, what they did, they, um, it was actually with this old voiceover agent who's disappeared off the face of the earth. Mm. Um, and it was the day before lockdown. And it was my last job was doing um, the entire fifth chapter, the Jean Valjean chapter in this massive gargantuan novel, Les Mis, and they had different people doing other chapters. Like, they had people from the TV show, people, you know, French people, stuff yeah. like that, right? And I did the last one. But the whole of the last chapter is the sewers. And you basically, I had to do what you do, sight-read everything, but it was in French. So I was, you know, and then <laughs> Valjean was carrying Marius, and he followed the the Rue de Faubourg, and, all the, oh, and yeah. then he turned left at the Rue de saint and It was an absolute <laughs> nightmare. It was a nightmare. Uh, Awful. And yeah. also, it was the first one I'd ever done. So yeah. I was going so fast as well. You know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Don't you speak French, George? I, I can. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oui. Yeah. Oh, oui. oui. There's a. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But is it interesting what you say about having that neutral voice? Because I've listened to podcast, uh, listened to audiobooks where they over. They, they over characterise, and it's like, it's sort of stop telling me what to think. But then on the other side of the coin, you've, I've heard ones that are, the man walked through the alleyway. He were, and I hate those ones. Yeah. yeah. It's a fine line, isn't it? It's really hard. And, mm. and the thing that um, you, you're always sort of like walking a tightrope is female voices, obviously. Yeah. And, mm. um, because you sort of... You just of, talk like that, don't you? Yeah, breathy. You, you, I mean, yeah, you can... <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. But you do it and you go, well, everyone's going to hate this. <laughs> So, uh, uh, let's do what three words. Um, right. Do you know what, what three words is, George? As in what three words, as in like the location thing? Ah. No, we actually called it that in case we one day, one day get sponsorship. Amazing. But I'll, expl I'll explain it. So, okay. basically, Alistair's got this ridiculous skill 
where um, you can tell him a sentence and he will tell you exactly how many letters are in that sentence. I know of this skill. Right, but we don't want <laughs> we don't want to do the whole sentence. We just do three words. So sure. uh, this is what three words. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? It's a special skill to give you a thrill and prove he's a real wordsmith. Give him three words and he can say how many letters they contain right away. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? Oh, what three words have you heard that you'd really like to challenge Al with? So, George Blagden, what are your three words? Unfinished, holler, and... Restaurant. 26. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? It's a special skill to give you a thrill and prove he's a real wordsmith. Give him three words and he can say how many letters they contain right away. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? Oh, what three words have you heard that you'd really like to challenge Al with? Is that correct? Yeah. Unfinished is 10. Holler is 6. Restaurant is uh, 14. Sorry, 10. Sorry, 10. So it's 20 for 26. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Weird, isn't it? Weird. I mean, amazing. Like, I'm mm. absolutely blown away every time you do it. But <laughs> I didn't know that you knew that I could do that silly yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You always did it. It was really annoying. <laughs> no, but it wasn't, it wasn't three words. Last time you did it with me, it was like, it was something like train stations. Like you could just like pick any train station anywhere in the world. And you'd and just say, say how many... and you'd be like, yeah, 13. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's with any word, I suppose. Um, what's that Welsh train station? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Rill? No, the one you... <laughs> the big one. You must know yeah, that. As, as, as yeah, would you like me to say it? Oh, yes. Please. Okay, right. We'll say it, right? And then what I'll do is I'll edit a sting into it. Because it's really impressive. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, just before I say this, actually, interesting <laughs> fact the actor Tar- Taron Egerton, or Taron Egerton, yeah. he's from this town that no I'm about way. to say the name of. Yeah. It is. Where's he from? Llanfair Pulchwingilch Gogerich Windrobel Llantasilio Gogogoch. Very good. It's, very, it's really impressive. Anytime someone says it, I'm like, how have you memorised that? So good. Yeah, yeah. So and good. I've been there several times as well. And it's, you know, the actual name of the village is longer than the village. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Amazing. Shall we move on to your last show on Earth? Yes, let's do that. Yeah. Why not? So there's an asteroid hurtling towards Earth. Yeah. You've got 24 hours to live. And instead of using it to, you know, wish love to your friends and family, you've decided to watch a show of your choice. We can magically click our fingers and... Bosh, there it is. What show are you going to choose to see in your last day on Earth? Succession, the musical. Oh, wow. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, succession the musical. Yep. Oh, <laughs> holy crap. When, yeah, when you asked What me, an insane idea. Completely insane. And as soon as I had it, I went, that's stupid, but I don't have any other ideas, oh, so now I'm going to have to follow yeah, through with this. There's a lot of stupid musicals out there. <laughs> yeah. um, so Succession, I've seen it. Have you seen it, Alistair? Have you oh, seen I, love, it I love Succession. It's the best thing since Breaking Bad, I think. It's very good, isn't it? The first, I, before we go any further, I'm not doing this, guys, unless we get the rights to the theme tune. I just <laughs> want to say that at this point, because there's no point. I know. You must have had this with Bake Off, John. Like with the the, the like, you, there, there's no point doing the Bake Off musical unless you can have a bit of the. No, and well, you know what? Well, You're right. It would not have worked without those immediately yeah. recognisable so we, themes. We would need that on board. Yeah, it's I, one of the well, best. Let's, pre- ever. let's presume we've got it. Let's presume Great. we've got it. But also, don't forget, this musical is happening on the last day on Earth. They're not going to be oh, able yeah. to legally chase you afterwards. So yeah. let's say you've got it. That's a good point. Though, when you listen to that music next time you listen to it, have a have a one ear out for the. Um, the, the bells, the, the, the jingle bells they have in it. Have you noticed that? No. Jingle bells. Listen to it. There, there's like Christmas jingle bells. Ching, ching, on th- Yeah. Really? It's really, really no. unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? That's interesting. We'll yeah. listen. It suddenly jumped out at me one time and I thought, oh, is this the Christmas special? But it wasn't. It's, it's like every theme tune has that. It's really interesting. Anyway, Succession, the musical. Mm. What stylistically, what would that be like? What would the music be like, do you think, in that? Um... <laughs> Not thought about it. <laughs> I, I well, it, it's a work in progress. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, sure. I think you know. Obviously, the show would open with some sort of um, Greek chorus doing the theme yeah. tune. Yeah, yeah, in eight-part harmony. Gorgeous. Yeah, I think they would sort of underscore. Like I said, fun. No, that's that, that, that's nice because it's, yeah, it's sort of the the whole thing is like that, isn't it? It's like Shakespearean. Yeah, business room dramas with sort of the Greek chorus around being like, yeah, yeah, making it epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? And so, is there, is there is there a particular writer of is there is there like do you think a Sondheim might might give it a go or a, a Stephen Schwartz or a Claude Michel Schoenberg, someone um, that you think would would do Succession well, justice? The, the guy who wrote the theme tune is a guy called Nicholas Brittel. I don't know if you know him. Um, no, I I don't know him. But he does film and TV scores and electronic and jazz music, so that's kind of the vibe, right? Electronic yeah. jazz stuff. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, probably him, or um, I maybe like. Ugh, it's annoying, isn't it? Because you've got to find someone who's into adapting stuff. Yeah, well, like, it's, yeah. it's yeah, your yeah, dream, yeah. so you can. If you want Elton John to write it, or if you want, let's you know. go with Elton no, John. No, or, no, no. 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 <laughs> um, like Tim Minchin. Maybe. Tim Minchin's Tim a good Minchin. shout. Yeah, because yep. he's good with words. I think he's the one, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, that's that's a, that's a good yeah. shout. Yeah, he would he, he would go. need to go more towards the Groundhog Day style than the Matilda style. Yes, although he might not be up for conceptually. I, I thought the only way to do this would be as an immersive experience. Oh, very good. What a genius idea. <laughs> so we need to find like they're saying commercial property in central london it's all empty it's all abandoned covid like they just can't they they, they don't know what to mm. do with it there are like all of these office blocks just empty so we yeah. find one of that them. is a genius idea and then and then mm. uh yeah we we do we invite the audience in to this immersive boardroom 
drama. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's soaked me completely. I love immersive theatre, and that is right up my street. It's great. You get Jay. Yeah, I'm not even going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah. Not even going to tell you the fuck off. So, well, let's which has got to be—it's got to be his song, right? The Brian Cox song. <laughs> the main, the eleven o'clock number is simply called "Fuck Off." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, or or he just sort of like stings at the end of other people's lines with with that, or like the song is yeah. just instrumental, and at the end, of yeah, the yeah, yeah, line, he just comes in with a, a fuck off. He would definitely undercut any sentimentality, wouldn't he? Bring him home. Fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would you have playing Brian Cox? Well. It's his character. Logan Roy. Logan Roy. Logan yeah. Roy. the hardest person to think of. And um, you need someone sort of, sort of fattish with a little beard and grey hair. And um, <laughs> uh, I know exactly who God, you're thinking I, of. Fuck off. Sincerely, I, I honestly, I spent, I, I was just like, there's no one else. I, I, I'm I agree, ashamed yeah. to say the only thing I've seen you in is, is Benkov. But I, 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 do you know what? Listen, I love it. I get cast in almost work. every show we do. I get so jealous. I just don't think there's anyone else right for, for Logan Roy. I mean, we could go out to Brian Cox first and see if he passes. And, and if yeah. he accepts, you could maybe do Monday nights. Alternate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Can you imagine? Are you writing this down, Alistair? Because I haven't written any. I'm enjoying this yeah. so much. I haven't taken any notes. Who's going to Who's going to play um, sh- uh, Shiv? Well, well, obviously. Come on, you don't even have to ask that. Do you a redhead? No, I don't have to ask that. Do I? It would obviously be my wife. Yeah. Um, Laura Pitt Pulford, mm. star of The West End, would be playing Shiv. Right. So we've got Logan Roy, me. We've got Shiv Roy, your wife, who we've got as Kendall. Now, I, Kendall, I, th- I think it. I, I immediately thought, well, Eddie Redmayne. Like, yeah. me and Aleph both work with him. Yeah. Name drop. Uh, and just because you need someone who takes them, like, not that he does, but like the whole method thing. And do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Someone who's going to immerse themselves. Just as I was on my way into the shed, Laura went, <laughs> literally, the door was closing. And she went, well, as if it's a serious show that we're putting on. <laughs> um, what, what about Daniel Radcliffe for Kendall? And as I was logging on, I thought, oh, maybe. Yeah. Potentially. Wouldn't he be quite good at the other role though, as well? The younger character, the, the younger brother, like Kieran. Kieran Culkin, uh, Roman. 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 Got someone that we all know for the younger. So, role. hang on, let's wind back okay. a second. So, you and Laura have talked about this show over breakfast and stuff. Yeah? <laughs> we are genuinely going out to producers this afternoon. <laughs> right. Okay. She's no, only she's um, thinking of the Tony, and she's thinking of the Olivier she's going to get for playing Shiv. Mm-hmm. No, because I'm absolutely terrified of my wife. Obviously, before I came on here, I've got to ask permission. I've got to get all the GDPR oh, okay. done. Yeah. Like, Laura, yeah. would you mind if I talked about you as being this, you know, not very... <laughs> so Kendall's going to be Daniel Radcliffe if you decide against Eddie in the end. I think maybe, although I want to cast as Roman, Jamie Muscato. Oh, okay. I... None taken. <laughs> <laughs> No, because only I, I, and the the other awful thing about this is that I'm casting people that I actually like. I I know Jamie a little bit, but like you know, I don't hang out with him every weekend. No. And some of the other people, I'm like John. I don't. Yeah. These you feel like you're making massive character assassinations of people and you don't really know them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. That's okay. Look, I mean, look, he is great. Jamie and I work together. He's great. He's. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, I'm really he's joking. lovely. I think he he's may be a, a very little bit. Guy. Is he not a bit too kind of dashing for Roman? Yeah. I think what I'm 
what I'm thinking of is when we, I'm thinking of him 10 years ago, which is wrong. <laughs> right. I've not seen him in anything recently. Yeah. So, um, yeah, potentially not. Potentially yeah. not him. Okay, no, let's, no, no, let's that's say good. Let's, why not? Let, let's have him from 10 years ago. Yeah, we can do that. This is, this is the I message. I also try to think of, like, who do I know in our industry who might send pictures? To, to, to me. <laughs> Dick pics. Of course, like, if nobody's seen yeah. Succession, we do highly recommend you watch it. It's a very good show. And there's this one scene that we're just talking about, which is breathtaking, isn't it? It's just... yeah. The heart stopping. He accidentally sends a dick pic to his dad, doesn't he? This character, Roman Roy, <laughs> sent it to Brian Awful. Cox's character, Logan Roy, and it is you're hiding under the cushion watching it. It's yeah. brilliant. Yep. The final sibling is uh, Connor, isn't it? The older brother. Yep. Yep. Who's playing that? I thought I would cast um, a good friend who was in Bake Off with you, John Damien Humbly. Ah, ah, right, yes. Yeah, good. That's okay. the sort of, like, that Connor role. Yeah, he's got the grey hair. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's up his own ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. I love him. He's lovely. Even though, um, I don't know if you knew this about him, George, but he's a vegan. He he certainly is. <laughs> I don't, um, he, ne- he never mentioned he, it. Never he does mention it. it. Um, <laughs> but he is an absolute gent. He's He's got a great voice. He's a gent. And yeah, he'd be he'd be really good at that. I think he'd do that role. Yeah, quite well. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about Tom Wamsgans, the uh, Shiv's partner? What a great name well, that is. That's my that's my that's that you. would be my dream role. Yeah. But um, I'm right. But I but I wouldn't get cast as, as that. You know, we have our dream roles, but we don't get cast as our dream roles. I but, I think you'll find I think you'll find that <laughs> Paul Hollywood was my dream role. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Soldier One was yours. Soldier, Soldier One. one. <laughs> I have achieved my dreams. Uh, this uh, took me a long time, but I settled on Harry Haddon Payton. Do you know who right. that is? Let's Google him. I don't know who that is. He played. There's a lot of consonants in his name, isn't there? Harry Haddon Payton was um, the. Oh, God, what's his name? The name of the character in My Fair Lady. Higgins. I know who he is. The posh. The, I know exactly who he is. Harry Hadenpatton. Yeah, Harry Hadenpatton. I only. I mean, I know of him because he did Versailles with me, uh-huh. and um, he kind of played like a Tom Wansgam's role. Okay, right. In Vers- and uh, he's he's a he's a brilliant, brilliant actor, um, and I think you kind of need to be. Okay. And what yeah, about his- he can sing as well. I mean, ish because he did My Fair Lady at the Coliseum and. On Broadway. So he, I've never seen him on stage, so I, I've, I've, you know, that'd be nice. Then you get to see him before you die. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And who would be his little uh, sidekick, Greg? That's the last character, I think, isn't it? Greg the Egg. I think that's who I would get cast as. That is literally. Oh, it's a it's a great role, though. It's one of my favourite. A lot roles. of people would say Laura and my relationship is a bit like Tom's and Greg's. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So maybe she should be playing Tom then. Maybe she should be. Yeah. yeah. We gender swap the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I think. Uh, as I'm watching it, I'm going to cast the guy who is starring opposite Laura in Aspects of Love, a chap called Jamie Bowyer. Bogier? But, yes. Uh, yeah, the guy, he was from Moulin Rouge, wasn't he? And he was. He did the role that Jamie Muscato's now playing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie, um, Jamie how do you say his name? Bowyer. Bogier? I think it's Bogier. It's B-O-G-Y-A. Bogier is what I would, yeah. I should have known how to pronounce it. And why have you cast him? Is he cheap? I would cast him because when I uh, 
saw him, he was quite like Greg in, in the role in <laughs> in aspects. Love. Like he, he sort of wide-eyed, naive. I know what you mean. Innocent yeah. in a way, and yeah, but also a little bit conniving. Yeah, he's so conniving, isn't he? Greg's the worst of them, really. He's the worst of them. Greg is, yeah. Later seasons, he became very conniving, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, unbelievably so. Yeah, I don't think Jamie's got any of that in. No, but he could play no. it. You know, we're actors, aren't we? How many we? of your guests were as ill-prepared as I am with their shows? Like, how many? This of is your good. Guests... You've got it cast. No, it's fine. Yeah, no, no. It's Asked like... you to do all of the work for you. No, it's Eva fine. was even though Bazada was completely unprepared. We were like, so she chose the Phantom. We were like, so, so who would play Raoul? She's like, ah, oh, good question. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it ended up being cool. But yeah, she was like, what about we do it at the... She was making it up on the spot. Um, nice. Which was fine. It was good. Are we um, going to yeah. cast you, Alistair? Is there any role that you could play in Succession well, the Musical? Well, I did think Roman, but then I was like, oh, it's... I, I mean, that is immediately what I thought. When I thought, well, we've got John as Logan, obviously Alistair's going to be playing Roman. Can't I play... Can I play the... Um, the Swedish guy. I that was owns... just going to suggest that oh, no. Alexander Skarsgård. Wasn't what's no, his no, character no. name? No, it's Aaron Tveit. Fuck off. Oh yeah, fair. No, I'm fair sorry. Enough. It is true. Like I. I yeah, I, that's, that's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, okay. And have you cast anyone else before we move on? Are there any other characters that you've cast? I um I was thinking of Jerry. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've like literally only met her twice after events that she's done with Laura. Yeah. But I really feel like I see Rebecca Kane in that role. Oh, she'd love that. Yeah, she she was a guest on this podcast. She would love. Oh, was she? Oh, really? yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were going to say Patty Lapone. I feel like oh yeah, or, or Patty, but I feel like Patty Lapone might be that matriarch Marcia, is she called in the show? The Logan. Oh, like... the, the Logan's second yeah. wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good for her. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think for Jerry, Rebecca Kane is perfect because she doesn't take any shit at all. Yeah, and she knows her stuff. I just thought... she knows her stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen her on stage, and I like think she's amazing. And she's incredible soprano, which would be really cool. That would be a really cool like character thing that she's just this like amazing older soprano. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, so we've got we've got the cast then. So we've yeah. got your show. We've got the cast. It's a really good cast. <laughs> really good cast. Yeah, especially the lead guy. <laughs> Alistair's not in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can see Alistair's face. He's like this. It's a really good cast. Well, I'm annoyed about it. And it's entirely men of my age. That's the I'm thing. Sorry, yeah, but you know, I. It's just, I had, I, I know, I know your push for time, but just really, I had the most fascinating couple of days. About ten days ago, I was asked to sit in for auditions for a play, and mm. I don't know if either of you have ever done that, yeah. where you read. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's just amazing, isn't it? Because you go, oh my god, like you're so perfect for this role. If there wasn't the person who was two people before you, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and just you learn so much, don't you, about like why, yeah, cast and... about to not take it personally. If you don't get a job, it's very rarely because you weren't right or good enough. Yeah, it's because there was someone else who was more right. Eye opening. Yeah, yeah, really eye opening. Yeah, cool. but I always thought it was because I wasn't good enough, and I'll continue to hold on to that bitterness. Now, <laughs> let's move on to. In a minute, we're going to move on to your um, interval drink, ideal theatre, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But before we do that, let's do the celebrity question. Now, give me one second while I find it on my phone. The celebrity As in, like, a celebrity has asked this? Uh, yeah, we've had a celeb send it Se- in. Send yeah. a voice note to John. Yeah. Uh, we've had all sorts of Is people. my wife? No, no, no. It's a, it's a legendary celeb. Um, let me see if this is the right one. Hang on. Ooh. It's the celebrity question. Look at it be. 
question from? There we are. That was Bing Crosby there wow. sending in a question oh for you. Oh, my God, amazing. Because, uh, of course, Bing was in White Christmas, of course. Now, I'm just going to have to run that through a quick translator and see what he said, because he was basically just doing his old uh, scat. Right, OK, so he's actually given us two questions, good old Bing. ba 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 bing Bless him. He has asked you, um, what's your lowest singing note? And do you like golf? <laughs> Amazing. <clears throat> Have you had like actual celebrities ask every other one of your guests no, questions? No. And then this time you were like, we can't find No, it's always brilliant. just it's always okay. a stupid one. Yeah. It's always a stupid one. Yeah, and often often they're dead as well. Yeah, they're usually dead. <laughs> yeah. They are usually dead. Do all of your guests sit there and like, oh my god, I saw oh, who is like it? I did. Like, oh my god. They've actually got Hugh Jackman. Uh, until like, they hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the yeah. stupidest one we've done, by the way. That was. Yeah, yeah. the one that literally not even a word. Well, 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 I, yeah. So what's your lowest note? So what's your lowest note? Okay, my lowest note. Sing it. I, I mean, Oh, you want to hear it? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Do a little slide down into it. Uh, no, that's well, that, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. And, and that, was your lunch? So, yeah, and that was the day <laughs> that George's career in musicals ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you like golf? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you ever played it? I have played it. I we lived in South Africa for two years on a on a golf course. Um, oh really? Where where in South Africa? Job, in Johannesburg. Oh okay. Wow. It was in this like really weird complex. Yeah, thing. that's Johannesburg. Isn't it? This, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and uh, that was probably the last time I played golf when I was eleven years Do old. You know, on a weirdly syncopated note, the last time I played golf was in South Africa. Mm. I think I think that that's the thing with like being a parent. As well as the, yeah, it's it's. I I don't think you can get away with saying to your partner, "I've got a hobby, and it's pretty much ten hours a day on yeah. the weekend." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah we will. Never, yeah. I won't play golf for fifteen years yeah, <laughs> at least. Yeah, like yeah. I. Yeah, but there, there are there are guys out there who do who do do that. I know, I know. Okay, good. So, what would your interval drink be? We've come halfway through your show, and it's the interval. You get to enjoy a lovely drink. What is it? This would be a French martini. What's a French martini? Go on. Well, it's the girliest drink that you can order. Well, girliest mm. looking drink. Uh, consistently, okay. whenever me and Laura order a drink anywhere, they'll always bring it and always pop it down in front of Laura. And we always have to switch the drinks. It is... Right. Vo- it's like a vodka martini. So it's vodka, pineapple juice, mm. and chambord. Yes, I've drunk it. Raspberry liqueur. Comes in like a ball, circular ball pink. So it ends up being... So does the drink end up being pink? Bright pink. It's like bright pink in a martini glass. Looks a okay, bit like okay. cosmopolitan, I guess. Right, okay. Um, so they always assume it's for Laura. Always. And yeah. I don't know like, when I stop. I think... And Laura orders a pint of stout. <laughs> yeah. Laura's always <laughs> yeah. got like a massive Guinness. Um, <laughs> I don't know what... No, hers is like a gin and tonic usually, I think. But um, yeah. So would, would, would Laura be your plus one? Or she can't be, can she? Because she's in the show. She can't. She's in it. And... I don't really have any other friends. So I... Arlo? Yeah, Arlo. Uh, yeah, not actually, yeah. I could take Arlo. Yeah, let's... Yeah. let's how old is he now? Three? 
He's three. He's the perfect age for succession. Yeah, movies. yeah. He's the perfect age <laughs> yeah. for dick pics Absolutely. and incredible swearing. Yeah. Fuck and, off. And yeah. with the audience participation that would be part of the show, it would be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone in the audience is currently receiving a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> you've got your you've got your, your interval drink, which is a what's it called again? French a French martini. martini. French martini. Have you ever, by the way, have you ever had a French seventy five? No. So French seventy five is gin. Lemon, sugar, and champagne. Absolutely beautiful. It'll get you hammered really quickly. Yes. It sounds like a French martini. Like the same yeah. thing. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to try that. French 75. French 75. Google that, Is yeah. gin? Gin, lemon, juice, uh, sugar syrup, and champagne. Ooh. Yeah, it's really that nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. Little, little bit bitter, a little bit sweet. Yeah. yeah. So what would be, what would, we've established your, your drink, your plus one is going to be your lovely son. What about your dream venue? Where would you like to watch this? Well, like I said, like some abandoned office block, it's yeah. immersive. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it would have to take place on, like, you know, the 27th floor of a skyscraper or something. Can and... I tell you a story? Yeah. Very briefly. Oh, okay. I used to live in an abandoned office block. What? No. Yeah. There was a company, it was like a guardianship company, where basically companies own buildings, but they but it's easier for them to just keep them than it is to go through the rigmarole of selling them. So, the, But they sit empty. Instead of them sitting empty so that squatters can come, these companies put people in them for really, really cheap yes. rent. And you're basically guarding it. Yeah. So for three months, I lived in an abandoned office block in Kentish Town. That's insane. And it was Amazing. disgusting. <laughs> Um, apparently it's becoming like the thing in East London is like this kind of factory living where like 20 people will live in the in the same space mm. like communal living is becoming like a big hip wow. I can't believe I just said hip that's quite extraordinary oh it was ever so hip <laughs> my street cred as my mum would say yeah. Yeah. Down. <laughs> I think, I think even street cred is out of fashion oh, it definitely is that's, <laughs> that's why I said it yeah um, <laughs> so in, near this office block is there uh, a restaurant that you'd like to go to after the show oh and it doesn't have to be it, literally it could be the best meal you've ever had or it could be a McDonald's it doesn't have to or it could be a home cooked meal it could be anything you want but where I would you like to? Varieties. Am I cringe for saying Brasserie Zidel? No, because uh, honestly, I've never had a bad experience there. Really? I mean, I know it could uh, be any restaurant in the world, but genuinely, I think it's so good. Yeah, Brasserie Zidel. It's it really is, nice. well, it's, it's run by good people, isn't it? Yeah, is it? I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, no, it's the people who run. Um, oh, I'll have to Google it. It, it might be uh, the Wolseley and the Delaney. Oh well, now I feel a bit better. And things like that. Yeah. For those uh, theatre fans out there that don't know, Brasserie Zadell is a very popular cabaret venue and restaurant in London's glittering West End in Soho. Yes. Yeah, and I've, yeah. I've gigged in Crazy Cox, the cabaret venue, a number of times, and it's, it's a very mm-hmm. nice venue. And there's a lovely bar there too called Bar American. Yeah. That is really Isn't it like, nice. a wartime, like a wartime bar, isn't it? It's got like yeah. little aeroplanes on the wallpaper and stuff. Uh, yes, but I would have said it's more like a like a uh, an American speakeasy. like yeah, almost like a speakeasy, but not quite. But it's got that kind of vibe. Uh, yeah. Let me just find out who's owning it. Why? Owning it? Yeah, it's the Wolseley, <laughs> the Wolseley Hospitality Group, which was founded by restaurateurs Chris Corbin and Jeremy King. Um, well, no longer run it, but John's John's a foodie, so this is interesting. To yeah, know. so okay. so they they run like the Ivy, they run the Wolseley, the Delaney, all these theatrical places. They're big supporters of theatre. I think it's time for Mandy sings. Oh shit! Now yeah, I don't know if you know if you ever heard the podcast, um, George. This section we do various incantations of this, where we hear an impersonation. It's 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 either Mandy Patinkin sings. 
Josh Groban sings, or Warhorse Whistles. But today you're going to hear John's Mandy Patinkin. Now, John will do an impression of Mandy no singing a song that you know. Um, it's either from your career or loosely something you, you will have heard. Um, and you have to guess what that song is, but it's disguised in his Mandy Patinkin <laughs> okay. way. Right, here Amazing. we go then, right? Here Amazing. we go. Are you ready, John? This yep. is only a short snippet, right? Okay. <clears throat> it's Mandy, it's Mandy. Oh. You gotta try and guess at the song that he sings. It's Mandy, yeah. it's Mandy. Uh-huh. You gotta try and get it. I really hope you get it. No. It's Mandy. Sings. Right, just warming up. Sorry. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. I mean, for a cop's hole, you had to tell a legend that you told by the world first mean by your soul. Oh, until Super said you just see that gold. What's that from? <laughs> right, I, I'll, I'll do it again, but I'll do a gentle version, all right? As if he's just learning oh it. Right? Do you know it yet, George? No oh, idea. Okay. Oh, wait a minute, magic. Beans for a cow so old that you had to tell a lie to sell it, which you told. Were they worthless beans? Were they oversold? Oh, and tell us who persuaded you to steal that gold. What's that from? Come on, I've given you that now. It's easy now. Come on. Into the woods. Into the woods. Oh my God, God, there we are. You played the baker, didn't you? It's my favourite show. It's. I love it. I played the baker at school. When I was 17. God, I love it. Thank, thank you, Wikipedia, for telling us that. Um, it was Carrie Hope Fletcher's choice of a last show. It's a great show. Oh, yeah. it's such a good, that's a good yeah. choice. Even though she's never mm. seen it. What? Yeah. yeah. Well done, you got that right. So yeah. between that and your and your Al's 10 questions, you've done pretty well today. Yeah, I'm top of the leaderboard, right? Yeah, you're at the very, uh, the very top. If I pay you, can I go to the top of the leaderboard? Sure. It's money. Sings. I think it's time to do a little recap. Yep. of your last show on Earth, George. Okay. 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 So, your last night on Earth consists of going to see Succession the Musical, written partly by um, Tim Minchin. He, it'd be that kind of vibe, that kind of energy, the sure. sort of um, this Groundhog Day energy yep. with music, which I think would suit it really well, with a couple of interesting songs like um, Shit Show in the Fuck Factory and Fuck Off <laughs> and Go Fuck Yourself. Um, and I didn't send that dick pic. That could be another one. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those ones, all those classic, yeah. the, the classic Minchin-type tunes that you might find in something like Matilda. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, Logan Roy will be played by John Owen Jones. Yeah. Shiv will be played by Laura Pitt-Pulford. Yeah. Kendall by Daniel Radcliffe. Roman by Jamie Moscato. Connor by Damien Humbly, Tom Wamscans by Harry Haddon Patton, Peyton, Greg by either George Blagden or Jamie Bogio. Let's see. Let, let's let you. Well, it's up to you, Jamie or Jamie or George. Well, I mean, I'd love to be in it. Maybe I get up. Like, maybe I save the show. You get up yeah, and yeah. do that. He's, he has. He, he has one little eleven o'clock. Yeah, maybe number, yeah. he has an accident or something, Jamie, yeah. and so you're forced to get up. Well, I wish him ill. And then but, the whole yeah. audience go wild because not only <laughs> have the they seen Jamie, but they get to see the creator. Yeah, sure. that's very exciting. And the former French king. Well, Aaron Tveit, yeah. Aaron Tveit will be playing um, the owner of Gojo, whose name we've forgotten. Oh, yeah. God. Jerry, Jerry will be played by Rebecca Kane. In the interval, you will have a lovely French martini um, sat alongside Arlo, who is just watching you get pissed and crying, <laughs> trying to drink his milk. Um, you will watch all of this in an abandoned office block, which happens to be just around the corner from Brasserie Zadel, where you will enjoy your last meal. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, I think it's a great way to to see out the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heaven. That's a heavenly night out. Heavenly night out. 
if, if it's good, it could be shit. We don't know. Well, that's it right. could be a rubbish musical. Reviews aren't in yet. Yeah. Bravo. Wait. Now, before we leave, um, I don't know if you know this, but as part of the audition process for Billy Elliot, um, people have to tell a joke in a in a in a northern accent. Now, we 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 normally end the podcast specifically a northeastern accent. Yes, which we won't yeah. get you to do. You can just. I know you're very good at accents from the audio books, but you can do it in your own accent. That's well, fine. But um, not really. Is there a joke you'd like to tell, or would you rather us do something alternative? Maybe you could tell it in three different Glaswegian accents. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. I, I've, I've remembered one. Here we go. Right. Okay. Here we okay, go. Okay. Good. I'm excited. Why do we tell actors to break a leg? Don't know. I don't know. Because every play has a cast. Oh! Oh, oh bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think that bye. that could be. I mean, it's not the funniest joke we've ever had, but it could be the first theatrically related one. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, um, that's good. I mean, we have a backup as well. Of like, if 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 sometimes our guests don't want to tell a joke, we have a limerick, and we've written one for you. Sometimes you um, don't want them to tell a joke. If uh, well, I mean, we're going to give you this. I mean, we're going to the audience are going to decide which of these they prefer, right? So, have you got it, Alistair? I've got it ready. Okay, off you go oh, then. No. The last show limerick. It's a little, uh, a little limerick about let me you. Do, I'll do the jingle. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. The lush limerick. There we are. Very good. Thank you. And here is your limerick. And this will this will finish the podcast. We'll say cheerio after this. Okay. There once was an actor called George, whose grand hair was really quite gorge. Born in Bury St Edmunds, like a young Noel Edmunds, and his crown and glory was voicing an immersive audiovisual tour for the Circus Maximus in Rome for the Bardia Mobile app, written by Margaret George. Me. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us on the last show on Earth, Mr. George Blagden. Yeah, bravo. Thank, Thank you very much for having me. Thank, Thank you. you. It was yeah. lovely to have you. George Blagden there, the incredibly polite and charming George Blagden with a great choice for a last show on Earth. Succession, the musical. Great choice. Fuck off. No, <laughs> that's funny, isn't it? It was an amazing choice, and I am honoured once again to be playing a role in his show. Yes, another mark on the tally for you. Yep. Well done. Yep. I, I don't know. What, ah. We should find out what, what what the score is of you versus me. It would be a landslide in favour of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, probably, yeah. if you want to see George as Bob in White Christmas, then you can catch him from December the 9th to January the fourteenth, twenty twenty four, at the Sheffield Crucible, no less. It's prestigious. Very prestigious indeed, especially if you're a snooker fan. Mm. Now, if you enjoyed George's episode, then please check out all our other episodes, which you can find on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And also, please leave us a review wherever you can, as it really helps people discover the show, and we really want people to hear it. Absolutely we do. Now, please also follow us on at The Last Show Pod on Twitter, or X, and at The Last Show on Earth podcast on Instagram. Right, I myself am in the midst of rehearsals at the moment for a funny thing happened on the way to the Forum, which will play at the Lido 2 Theatre in Paris over Christmas. We open on the 1st of December and then we close on the 4th of February 2024. What are you up to, Alistair? Well, as this episode lands, I will be in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean with my family on a Royal Caribbean cruise. What? Another holiday? Weren't you in Croatia a couple of weeks ago? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, look, okay. So I've got a little TV job lined up in December, January, and it's the last year my kid's not going to be in school, so we're just going a bit holiday mad at the moment. Screw it. After the cruise, we're going to Orlando as well for two weeks. Life's short. 
life short indeed it is. Uh, I hope it's not too short, though, for you, dear listener, to tune in next time when we talk to another very special guest on the last show on Earth. On here we ask a question nobody dared to ask. If you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth. My name is John. My name is Al. Been friends a long time past. You want to know what show you'd see if you knew it was to be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth. What is your last show on Earth? What is your Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.